Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. This turn down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 136 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who's listened to episodes 134 and 135. Uh, please continue to share it with your friends, your family, and uh, even your co workers if they about that life. All right, so I need you to tell a friend and have that friend tell 10 friends, and we can keep this thing moving and popping and making it do what it do. Uh, hopefully everybody had a great Labor Day, um, had a good three-day weekend and shit like that. And uh, yeah, we back to it, making it do what it do. Um, but see, as far as what's going on new with me, not a damn thing. Um, just trying to, you know, just stay focused and, uh, you know, keep working out, keep grinding and uh, keep stacking this money. And uh, it's time to start monetizing this podcast. That's what it is. And then I got some other things in the work works. People want to partner with the podcast and things like that and kind of do like a social um, clout exchange, if that makes sense. You know, try to get some of my people to fuck with their people and vice versa. And uh, we're just going to have some new things popping off and uh, we're going to make it do what it do. Uh, for the one time so we got that in the works so um, yeah coming in the winter most likely uh, we'll have some new things going on with do rags and boat shoes uh, I'm not going to change the formats of the podcast so don't worry about that or the content I'm not going to be up here on some all lives matter shit or anything like that and uh, having my listeners try to hop on the coon train and be like Cause shit I got me a ticket too boss you know I ain't going to have y'all doing that shit or anything like that it's always about truth and justice and uh entertaining y'all while i speak about truth and justice and uh you know just keeping y'all entertained and while you at work or working out or you on a long commute somewhere uh, that's what it's all about and uh we're just gonna keep it rocking and make it do what it do so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen uh let's see here this is for my my comic book geeks uh and people who enjoy superhero movies uh, it looks like henry cavill or cavill however you pronounce this uh man's last name uh he is out as superman supposedly so there's uh the hollywood reporter uh other reputable so-called news sites hollywood news sites are reporting that his management team and warner brothers couldn't come to an agreement so they're like okay get the fuck out of here you know that's pretty much what warner brothers was doing and they are in the middle of you know trying to launch this dc you know uh universe and uh, you know the wonder woman movies you know movie is doing real well and now it's, uh we saw you know the um justice league movie and now we're trying to figure out okay what's going to happen moving forward because you know ben affleck is out as batman 
and now you got Henry Cavill or Cavill out, and now you're just like, okay, so we don't have a Batman or a Superman, so what the fuck are we about to do? And now they're trying to say that um, there's rumors of Michael B. Jordan in talks to play Superman. Eh, nah, I wouldn't want to see Michael B. Jordan, you know, as Superman. I would rather see him get his own Green Lantern spinoff and have that brother play Jon Stewart, the black Green Lantern. That would be dope to see that happen. Now, I, I will fuck with that if they have a Jon Stewart uh, Green Lantern. That would be actually pretty dope if Michael B. Jordan could play him. So he'd be getting, them, getting that Marvel check already secured that bag and now he's getting you know a dc uh comics uh check so we'll see what happens with this but it just looks like a shit show because they just tried to roll this out so quick i felt like with these dc movies and uh you know i felt like they were trying to compete with marvel and trying to like speed up the timeline to try to catch up like with how the avengers are doing their thing and shit like that and uh, to tell you the truth, the Avengers used to be shitty. They used to be just crappy. You know, in the comic books, you'd be like, oh, that's fine. Like, okay, here's Iron Man and Black Panther, Thor, and Captain America. I always fuck with Captain America, though, but because I like the shield and uh, how he would use that and how he'd be out whooping ass with that shield. But, you know, when they teamed up together, you was just like, oh, I mean, that's cool. And then Spider-Man joined them. He's like, that's all right. But, you know, growing up as a kid in the 90s, um it was all about you know x-men and x-force you know when it came to marvel that's what it was all about um you know people still fuck with dc heavy you know with batman and superman and things like that and a few of the green lantern comics but you know x-men and x-force was where it was where it's at and remember the x-men cartoon on fox nigga that shit was fuego that shit was fire i remember my little brother used to have a, a tape uh, yeah, VHS tape when he was super little of Night of the Sentinels. That was like the very first uh, first episodes or whatever, first saga, very first saga that they had. It was like Night of the Sentinels, like part one or part two. And uh, my mama got him that, uh, you know, as a gift. And he would watch that thing over and over. Like he would watch it, then I have to rewind it. And we watch it again and I have to rewind it and just over and over until he finally learned how to rewind that shit himself. But he used to watch that all the damn time. And he used to piss me off when on Saturday mornings when they didn't play a new episode. Remember, I don't this is for my my late my my 30 somethings. Y'all probably remember this. And maybe my late 20 somethings, probably like 28 and up, 28 and up crowd, but when they would play a rerun it would always be night of the sentinels but it was for like man it was probably like like man maybe two months two saturdays straight like two months straight that they just played night of the sentinels he was like what the fuck where the new episodes at it was just like this is it we just gonna keep on playing night of the sentinels like we gonna go all the way back to the beginning so he was getting pissed off then they finally started playing new episodes after like two months or some shit but that's me ranting about what it was about in the 90s but um what i'm saying what i'm leading up to is like marvel made um the avengers pretty pretty sweet just to see it live action so to speak on the screen and not be corny uh they really made it pretty damn sweet and hopefully with them acquiring disney acquiring fox um they can reboot 
you know, the X-Men and we can see a decent X-Force movie, you know, because I really want to see Bishop out here fucking some shit up. I could really see Bishop and Cable. I would like to see a Bishop and Cable movie, them fucking some shit up. Or I could definitely see like Black Panther, like the next Black Panther have him like have like him marry Storm, like in the comics and had that big ass wedding and shit. That would be fucking dope if they could somehow, you know, bring that all together. Maybe that'd be like Black Panther 3 or some shit like that, you know. But that that would be dope if they could input you know uh storm into that but we'll see how this whole thing plays out with henry uh, cavill because i know on his instagram he basically was uh he had on like a krypton shirt and he had like a, he was holding up a spider-man not a spider-man but a superman toy and i guess that was his plea to be like hey bring me back and all this other shit meet my fucking demands and all this other bullshit but you know money talks bullshit walks so we will see what happens but it just seems like it's a shit show with this uh dc universe because uh back to my original point it just seemed like they were trying to catch up to fucking uh marvel and marvel it took them what 10 years to get up to this point to this infinity war where they meet uh thanos like this this latest avengers movie it took 10 years and I don't know how many movies, 18 movies or something like that, something crazy like that, 17, 18 movies, and all of them were connected, they just waited for the long game, because that first Iron Man was fire, the first Iron Man was fire, I can't lie, I, I like that first Iron Man movie, that was definitely Fuego, and um, that Hulk movie was dope too, but Ed Norton is just a dick, that's why they didn't uh, cast him again as a Hulk, but anyways, um, yeah, but it's just like they were just trying to p- play catch up and then they just put the shit out so goddamn quick and you're just like, what? And it's like, here's a Superman movie and then here's Superman part two, Batman versus Superman. You're like, goddamn, we already here? You know, the Wonder Woman movie was fire, very fire. And uh, now I think they're doing, what, the second one? I, th- I feel like they should just focus on Wonder Woman because those movies are, that she's, she's dope and uh, it's well written and it's just you can kind of connect to the humanity in there it doesn't seem just so dark and over the top like the superman and the batman versus superman movie and then in the batman versus superman movie they even went as far to put fucking doomsday in there you was like yo for real doomsday like already like what the fuck is this about but I feel like my listeners are just like, yo, use a fucking dork, a comic book dork. Hey, you can catch these hands though too. And I'll let a round off or two if need be. So I'm a, I'm a well-versed Negro out in these streets. But anyways, let's go ahead and, <laughs> and move on. Uh, did y'all see this, this article? It just came out today uh, on NBCNews.com. It was about Brad Pitt and the uh, Make It Right organization. So if y'all remember back when Katrina hit, what was that, about 13 years ago, 2005, I think that's when it hit. Um, So back in 06, uh, Brad Pitt had this organization called uh, Make It Right. And uh, it was all these high tech uh, architecture, uh, these high end architects, uh, you know, from all over, you know, Europe and, and China and Japan. Uh, who sent in designs to work with Brad Pitt and they built these houses uh, in New Orleans and these houses they just started falling apart so now we're years later we going into it and these folks homes are just they filled with mold 
uh, mildew, uh, mushrooms are growing, and uh, a lot of the wood is rotting too. So these people are like suing. Uh, there was one woman who sued, and she got they gave her all her money back so basically they paid out the remainder of her bank loan gave her back her down payment on the house and then some and then she had to sign a non-disclosure agreement uh you know not going public about it but now she is going public talking to nbc news and she had to move in with her family who are in another make it right house and uh people are reporting that you know that they had to move out uh, due to the mold and the mildew and it was making people sick you know they felt ill sleepy all the time and uh having really bad migraines and shit like that and here's the jig right here so these 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 architects who were designing these homes they were like making them like super modern like flat roofs not a, a sloped roof and you know you can't have a flat roofed home when you live somewhere like new orleans uh you know where so much rain is and humidity and stuff like that because that rain is gonna sit on top and then it's gonna somehow seep through the walls it's just gonna it's just gonna sit there it's not gonna slope and run off off the sides like a roof should do you know i don't even know why you would have a flat you know roof down there and uh the wood that they were using was very modern and it wasn't treated with chemicals it was like natural so natural just means just like you know it just got chopped down and it you know what wasn't treated or nothing like that and just cut into shape so naturally the humid the humidity and the moisture uh you know from the humidity and all the heavy rainfalls is gonna start rotting out that wood you know if it's not treated with anything so untreated lumber is just gonna sit up there and rot that's what the fuck is gonna do so you got so many people who are out here you know in these homes and it's just people are just starting to sue they're just like fuck it it's time to sue and uh the problem is they said this organization now in 2018 there's maybe six people that works for them and two of them are lawyers and one is an architect who who uh turned those uh designs into blueprints you know so they could build them and he's only working there part-time and then there's maybe uh like three people who are on the phones and that's it part-time and it's so hard to uh get a hold of somebody and then nbc news was talking about that people were uh you know they went to the website and it hasn't been updated in like three years or something like that and now people are you know starting to put brad pitt's name in it like hey this is your nonprofit organization you know how are you going to fix this because these homes are just they just getting run down now like the um the front porches are just rotted out untreated you know and you know these people they can't live in these homes so they're just bouncing out of these houses like fuck it then they go live with you know some family or some friends and they living in the same kind of house you know and people are getting sick kids you know could potentially get sick off of this shit so it's very tough to hear that because they already done been through so much with katrina and then you thinking shit is sweet and then next thing you know you got a damn goddamn mushroom sprouting out your uh your damn outlets you know and then you peel and then you see you know you got water behind the walls and shit and then they come out and 
you know, when it was happening back in like 2010, 2011, you know, uh, seven, eight years ago, you know, when they had more people working, they would just do, you know, quick fixes, you know, just, you know, patch it, patch up a hole if the roof was leaking, um, you know, maybe change out the outlet or something like that, but they wouldn't treat in the wood. So the woods continued to ride it out and they they just wasn't thinking it was just a reactionary thing but i want to know what happened with all that money you know that because they had like a huge fundraiser for it and tens of millions of dollars went into this nonprofit, and these homes were just poorly made and they were made with cheap materials and that's the jig with a lot of these nonprofits. you know they'll make They'll use some poor folks, some black folks, some other disenfranchised group as the face. Like, hey, give me money, give me money, give me money. And then they just put a Band-Aid on the problem. So they put up these goddamn, you know, these birdhouses for these people. And then they were trying to blame it on the land in uh, the Lower Ninth Ward. Talking about, you know, there's no sheetrock. And uh, the land is, is like building a house on... Uh, you know quicksand and stuff like that but it's like you knew that coming in you know you knew that coming in but y'all just wanted to go ahead with those plans and they were then they tried to put the blame on brad pitt at the time when they were building the houses saying that people uh you know felt so much pressure because he's a tough boss and he wanted to get these people uh houses and i know his heart was in the right place and i don't think that he meant to be out here scamming like that but here's the issue you have to make it right like you really do you have to make it right you know that first lady that sued back in 2011 2012 you know she got all her money back and then some which is wild so you'll so we'll see what happens but nbc news was saying in that article that they you know they really couldn't reach anybody they reached that one architect that works there part-time and he's saying that he's trying to make it right but he's just one man and i think he's just saying that to hurry up and get them off the fucking phone but you know y'all gonna just have to keep suing that's what it is just file a big ass class action lawsuit and uh you know have them rebuild those homes correctly or break y'all off enough paper so y'all can go ahead and buy a home somewhere else and you know and live your best life because that's fucked up that's really fucked up because you here you are you go through a hurricane you lose your home and everything after those levees break and then here comes the white savior brad pitt you know coming down with his uh hollywood good looks and you know speaking that talking that talk and you're just like oh okay cool so we're gonna get these houses built down here yada 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 then you start seeing some of these houses being built with flat roofs and you're just like yo that ain't gonna fucking work because water just gonna sit up on the top and then it's gonna run down on the side of these uh these these cheap ass wood on this house and that's how you get mildew and shit like that it's not running away from the house it's fucking up the foundation and and now here you are you know 10 years later you know not even 10 years later you know six seven years later and now you dealing with breathing problems fatigue headaches and all this other shit and you're constantly ill and then you peel back some wallpaper and you got just black mold and you got fucking mushrooms sprouting out of your fucking outlets so they have to make this right and the, and that's just ironic because the name of the fucking organization is make it right so you're just gonna have to stick to that name and brad pitt gonna have to do something y'all y'all gonna 
have to name him in the lawsuits or something because that is just some bullshit right there that is some bullshit they have to do the right thing and because these people then took out loans for these homes and you know and they're not getting what they fucking paid for you know what i'm saying they here they are scrapping up money for their down payments and things like that and trying to get a nice affordable house and now they up here fucking you know it's like building a house on wet sand or some shit building a paper house on some wet sand like you can't live like that and this is fucking with people's money and their livelihood so they really have to make that right all right speaking of making it right um this is a tough story here i'm sorry for the pause um this uh this story about the brother um botham shim jean or jean botham uh you know this was the brother who was down in dallas who was killed in cold blood by his neighbor an off-duty cop named amber geiger down in dallas now the initial story said that uh you know well here's the facts we know that she went inside his apartment shot him and killed him that's what we know for sure but we don't know why she was at the wrong apartment because her story keeps changing you know she's been charged with manslaughter and she was released on three hundred thousand dollar bonds so she had to put down 30k to get up out of there and we knew everything under the sun about this uh this brother botham jean before we even knew this cop's name that tells you something right there that's that's when it gets fishy because um i'll tell you why why it's fishy but you know it's for the reason uh the police unions or she hired a pr firm and the, so the union rep told her you know delete all social media and for her family to do the same you know either delete it or make everything private you know so the court of public opinion you know will not determine the outcome in this case now amber originally said that she put down several things she was carrying while she was fighting with the lock because she was at the wrong apartment now gene opened the door and a geiger shot this brother dead in his own apartment now after some coaching from her lawyer and probably a police union rep she said that after she walked into the wrong apartment she yelled at the brother gene to put his hands up and now his apartment door was so now all of a sudden his apartment door was unlocked and she just walks right in and saw him in the dark and thought that he was an intruder which is bullshit there was a video a young lady uh put a video out because she said this uh amber geiger cop this uh this killer cop was saying that the door was cracked open a bit and somebody who lives in the apartment a young lady did she showed how them doors are too fucking heavy to just be hanging open and she showed like it so it's, it's double bolted and like you stick like this key fob inside like you unlock a dead bolt then it opens up and then she showed that there's no way that the door just hangs open you know like it's like it's open a crack or some shit like that so the woman is just flat out lying there's a facebook video and a, a, a lot of people reposted it and shit like that and the brother sean king fact checked it and those are indeed the apartments and those are how the the doors look they're heavy as fuck it's like a you know it's kind of like a um 
like a basement door like a still like one of those hollow bottom heavy like basement doors you know that's being like um like a lot of industrial buildings and shit like that like at the bottom level of industrial building and it just closes real hard behind you no matter what so she was trying to say that this door was propped open the brother was in there uh and he ignored her commands and all this other shit which is some bullshit right and so um so now here's the frustrating thing yesterday my boy uh kingpin came over uh tuesdays i'm off and uh he stopped by you know he always texts me like yo i'm getting off work and the way that he drives home he drives right by my house because his job is just a couple miles north of where i live at so he always stops by and we you know we get our uh, king of the hill on because usually i'm outside mowing the yard or i'm outside you know shooting buckets or playing with my dog or something like that so we'll sit sit down and just crack a beer and he was asking me you know about this and how i felt about the case and uh you know what happened and i'm just like man we have to you know add this to the list of you know like driving while black jaywalking while black uh walking while black wearing a hoodie while black now it's you in your own sanctuary you know living white black you know you you deal with so much bullshit and i know other non-white folks can identify with this and even some white women can identify this you know dealing with sexism and shit like that you know if they work in an office full of guys and uh or you know they might be dealing with a you know a butch lesbian or something like that but you know you deal with so much shit but my more specifically my non-white folks my black folks in particular we go out into the world and we deal with so much bullshit and microaggressions you know from you know fucked up conversations at work to uh dirty looks from somebody you know to uh security following you around in the store while you're shopping uh to police following your car and running your plates for the next you know six seven blocks you know every fucking turn you make they make the same exact turn and you know and you just dealing with all this bullshit and then you can come home you thought that you could come home and relax lock your door come home cool the fuck out you know what i'm saying just kind of just woosah you know what i'm saying and so now we have to add this you know being in your sanctuary while black being in your home while black can get you killed and it's it's a tough tough pill to swallow it's tough pill to swallow but that's why every non-white person more specifically black folks really have to keep pushing for justice and we really have to stop being so naive and so um politically immature um socially unaware of what's going on around us we really do you know so many times you know they'll call you know black folks you know black folks who get it and know what's going on who have a specific code and who are aware of what's going on in this world you know they'll you know they call you crazy or oh man just relax just cool out with all that shit ain't nobody trying to hear that right now you know they'll tell you shit like that but it's just like you know you always you always just you know aware heightened sentence uh, uh senses you know and that's one reason that we got fucking high blood pressure you know what i'm saying just because it's always that that pressure that 
tension that we have that we're carrying around with us because we know at the drop of a dime something could happen to us and whatever happens to us 99 percent of the time justice will not prevail and you know that's the meaning of white supremacy and that's breaks down to basically a white person can kill you with impunity and ain't shit would be done to that person they can a white person can just kill you with impunity boom that's it now if you flip it you know a black person can't kill a white person at all you know they can but they'll be thrown up under the jail or killed right away that's just how it works and i said 99 percent of the time because there's that slim one percent chance that you know justice will happen if it does happen it looks kind of fucked up like in the case of the uh young man uh jordan edwards who was killed by that cop and he only got the cop only get 15 years and he's probably only gonna serve seven seven and a half and then be out living his best life and he'll probably have some money waiting on him in a gofundme account that's just how white supremacy works um but yeah my, my boy kingpin like he said like i said he came through you know knocked back a beer just talking about it and it's just like well what do you do what can you do in this case and i don't even know anything that this brother could have done differently i guess except for not open the door but if you are at home chilling and you hear somebody fumbling and fucking with your lock and trying to jiggle the handle and get in of course you're gonna be on some yo what the fuck do you think that you're doing you know you're gonna go check it out and be like yo somebody's trying to hit me with a home invasion so i need to get the drop on this person's first you know and see what they look like what the fuck they doing you know like hey you at the wrong spot this ain't your house you know this ain't it you know this this ain't gonna work chief this is you know nah this it ain't going down tonight like this you know so the only thing i guess he could do is look out his peephole and go and sit back down i, I mean fuck you making your own home so now you got to be out here worried about somebody trying to kick in your goddamn door break in just to shoot you and i you know it's one of those things where you're just like fuck you like you think you done seen it all and heard it all you know especially from you know different uh old news clipping from back you know civil rights era pre-civil rights era you know doing the slave patrols you just hear about all these heinous ass stories and you know especially with the uh the lynching museum down in uh, alabama and how you know i heard uh, read on one of the uh gravestones uh on one of the um, memorials uh you know they hung a uh, hung a brother because he was trying to tell farmers about their rights you know what kind of rights they had and there's just all kind of silly shit that got black folks killed and this is one of the most fucked up ways to die you know you coming home after a long day at work and you just cooling out at home you know you didn't you didn't shower you didn't shit you didn't showered you eating now you just cooling out maybe watching tv or something or getting ready for bed and somebody's fucking with your lock and you're just like yo you open the door like yo what the fuck you doing and then you just get shot dead in your chest you know it's it's one of those situations where you're just like what the fuck do i do like do i have to walk around with a bulletproof vest on you know do i really have to be out here wearing a kevlar clothes like there's a uh there's a guy who makes these clothes that are pretty much bulletproof clothing and it's just like fuck 
So now I gotta walk around in a fucking, you know, three, four hundred dollar t-shirt and some five hundred dollar jeans that are bulletproof. So I, you know, cause somebody is fucking scared of me. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's just it's so heartbreaking. And I hope, you know, that the family finds justice because there is no way there is no way that she can spin this amber geiger the killer cop there is no way she can spin this in her favor there is no fucking way you show up to the wrong apartment and you just kill somebody and then she was trying to blame it on oh i worked 15 hours on the job yada 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 but somehow you managed to put your belongings in your work locker you parked your cruiser in the correct spot and you didn't you know you maybe did some shopping because she said she had some other things that she was rustling with and you didn't made it you didn't drove home remembered every single street you didn't drove home to the correct apartment building but somehow you get off at the wrong floor and this brother had a red doormat in front of his apartment she doesn't have any kind of doormats and i mean a bright ass red doormat that tells you right there it's like oh oh shit this ain't even my spot and you always even if you walk to the wrong apartment building not even the wrong apartment building but get off on the wrong floor you just know you're like oh shit this don't this don't look like my shit let me get back on this elevator let me go back down the floor or up a floor so it's just it's just something doesn't feel right with this something doesn't feel right with this but i have to tell all of my non-white folks and more particularly in particular black folks that you have to be careful out here just keep your head on a swivel always be aware uh you know move with caution and trust your instincts that's the main thing that's the only thing i really can say you know that's the main thing that i can say is because i'm not going to tell y'all all to go out there and buy bulletproof clothing and shit like that it's ridiculous but it might get to that point but i am ranting uh but i'm passionate about this because you know it just really fucked with me because it hit home to have my mans you know somebody i've been knowing you know over 20 years you know over 25 years you know uh to be like man what do we do and that's this is one of those situations where i'm just puzzled you know like the only thing i could tell him like i just told y'all just keep your head on the swivel and don't trust you know somebody strange coming to your door you know but that's just a natural reaction especially for a man it's just like oh shit somebody is fucking with my my door okay i'm in fight or flight mode boom open the door yo what the fuck you doing and then you get your you know you get blown away but you have to keep your head on the swivel don't trust anybody that you don't know and uh just keep your sentence senses on heightened alert that, that is very stressful to do but you know just keep looking over your shoulder you know what i'm saying you just gonna have to be like that scared white woman in a horror movie just keep constantly looking over your shoulder and you know you might be a little jittery but hey you know keep your life that's what it's about keeping your life and this is why everyone should be out here on code and man just fighting for justice that's what it's all about because this is what an unjust world looks like this is what it looks like it looks like a cop coming to your house blowing you you know blowing you away changing their story and telling 
you and telling talking about the dead person saying that oh they didn't comply with my orders so that gives you the right to blow somebody's brains out you're in the wrong apartment but let me just stop because i could go on and on about this i'm gonna leave it to my man hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro, Selling Hope Like Dope. All right, Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, we are getting out of hand with these Nike bands. Just getting out of hand for Nike doing what's right. You know, companies have always tried to be on the right side of history after, you know, the freedom fighter, uh, the revolutionist, uh, after they've died you know it's like when um we saw it recently with uh, muhammad ali uh when that brother passed everybody's like oh he was just this that the third and he stood for you know what was right and blah 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 with that vietnam war and you know not wanting to go there you know dealing with that shit like no no ain't ain't they ain't never called me no nigga that, that was the realest shit ever <laughs> that was real boy that was real as it got but you seen all these old white men coming out the woodworks and just like oh ali was a great boxer and even better humanitarian and all this shit they love you when you're dead uh, it's like when apple they were using uh they used dr king um i forgot what advertisement it was i think it was for like a macbook or something and they were using them or it might have been one of the first ipods or something um but you know society loves loves a black person that fought you know for their civil rights and for the rights of black folks and other minorities uh no i mean other non-whites and they love them when they're dead that's what they do they love them when they're dead um but nike is choosing to be on the right side of history while this person is still living and in their prime and while the movement is still fresh in everyone's minds so we have uh down in uh kenner louisiana uh they are banning nike purchases for their parks and recreation department so your racism is showing you know and i love it i really do uh we're living in an era where racism bigotry sexism etc isn't hiding or refined by a bullshit smoke screen now remember clinton era bush era obama era it was really refined because in the clinton era you had kind of that upwards mobility of black folks that that rise of the black middle class and upper middle class uh bush years you know we had the katrina thing and kanye west spoke out about that but then you had 9 11 you know prior so you really it was like oh a kumbaya fest in america right and then under obama oh we can't be racist anymore we got a black president you see what i'm saying um and so it was just so refined but then that second term when obama was running for re-election it was like okay you niggas had one term you know you ain't about to get this second one so you know white folks was out there turning up for um what's that motherfucker's name uh mitt romney they was turning up for him but still black folks came out in droves and you know and other uh non-whites and voted for him and progressive whites voted for obama it was like nah we're gonna get this man you know another term but here comes the backlash it's like oh we've been cuckolded by having this big black cock in this white house now white folks turned out and voted like they were voting for the first white president 
So now we're in that era where it's just in the whole slogan and the whole campaign of uh, the Cheeto in Chief was just built on racism and uh, xenophobia. You know, that's what it was all about. I'm bringing back jobs. I'm bringing back, you know, we're going to build the wall. Uh, I'm going to bring back jobs in uh, the Appalachia area. You know, these coal mining jobs It's just like, wait, what? bringing back coal mine we're trying to move towards clean energy we're trying to save the planet and not necessarily save the planet but save ourselves from ourselves you see what i'm saying no matter what happens to the earth it can always bounce back the earth always bounces back uh, we don't really know for or for a fact what happened with the dinosaurs people say an asteroid hit and boom you know we had all these crazy climate changes and then boom here comes here comes us you know the primates and shit like that here we come just strolling in so now you see that the earth will always survive it's just what's living on the earth will not survive you see what i'm saying so we're trying to save ourselves from ourselves but here we are with this president and running on make america great again and what that meant is and i broke this down man about a year ago when i was talking about uh, the book when Affirm affirmative action was white that's a great book and uh, breaking down how pre-civil rights era, it was pretty much, you know, black folks, you know, eating in segregated uh, restaurants, um, you know, the water fountains, you know, black folks having to get on the back of the bus and shit like that. And, you know, working these bullshit ass jobs, being damn near slaves for white folks, while the government handed out all these vouchers and created all these jobs uh, you know, with the Highway Act and, um, you know, Reconstruction and just, you know, all leading up pre-civil rights, you know, before the 60s. So that's when they talk about make America great again. And in those Clinton years, Bush Jr. years, I mean, the W. Bush uh, years and the Obama years, you had these people, these bigots uh, talking about you know, uh, especially in the Clinton and Obama era when the Democrats in the House, they talk about government is too big. Uh, it's too big. We need to shrink it down. That's a whole Republican thing. Uh, you know, they try to hide behind that. But when they say that, they mean that the government is giving money and, uh, you know, different vouchers, forms, programs uh, to people that are non-white. That's what they mean. That's when they, that's when the government gets too big because uh th there was a fact being broken down i forgot what article it was and it said that during those 50s uh during those times that uh the um the government was about the same size as it was in the late 90s you know what i'm saying so it really didn't get bigger at all so when they people say that they want bigger government that they want smaller government it means stop helping them negroes that's that's basically what it means stop helping them help us out so that was the whole campaign that, uh, you know, the Cheeto in chief ran on the uh, Orange Julius Caesar that he ran on. So now, you know, we're living in that era where it's just in your face, outright, you know, racism, bigotry, you know, homophobia, sexism, you know, every other ism in the in the world. And I was watching um, with my wife that LeBron show the shop and uh, Vic. Uh, that, is it Vic Mensa? Is that the brother's name or who am I thinking of? God damn it. Let me let me let me look this brother up real quick. Who was I thinking of? My bad. It wasn't uh Vic Mensa, it was uh Vince Staples. So they he was on the shop and uh they were talking about 
you know dealing with racism and uh you know white supremacy and shit like that and uh what you call it vince staples said you know what we're seeing right now is that you know it's that last swing before you get knocked out that's what we're seeing right now and uh you know it, it could work but you know most of the time it don't work and then your legs turn to spaghetti you know when once you about to get knocked out and it and that's the truth that's what we're witnessing with this presidency here it's you know uh folks are doubling down on their racism their bigotry their sexism and they're just showing you what it is you know a lot of folks can't accept the fact that the world is getting darker they and when i mean the world the world has has always been darker it has always been darker but i mean the the crown jewel of white supremacy the the land the western culture the crown jewel of western culture when you say western culture that just means white culture is getting darker and that's america north america is getting dark as fuck it's getting browner and darker every fucking waking day right and so this is this is what you're seeing with um you know with this in your face racism uh, bigotry you know all the isms you know it isn't hiding or refined by that bullshit smoke screen you know and uh you know it makes it a lot easier for us to identify who's who and how to combat it so ben zahn the mayor of kenner uh had this statement in his memo about banning nike so he said my internal memo draws the line on letting companies profit from taxpayers by espousing political beliefs my decision disallowing nike from profiting from our taxpayers while they are using their powerful voice as a political tool is my message um Let's see here. The government will not let taxpayer dollars be used to promote a company's or an individual's political position, platform, or principle. That's my position as a matter of fairness to all. Now let's break this statement down because the jokes, you know, write them themselves. Taxpayer dollars are always used to promote an individual's political position and companies too, because a lot of these politicians are in the bed with a lot of these companies you know a lot of these people get how many of these how many times have you seen where people elect somebody and they think they're gonna make some change and they get up on capitol hill and they sell all the way the fuck out because a corporation is just like hey you know i'm gonna slide you this check and i need you to do this that and the third and vote this way that's what alec is all about that's all that it's about you know just corporations jumping into uh politics that's all it is it's just different companies jumping in and they'll even map out you know a whole last skeleton of how to introduce a bill on the floor and all you got to do is plug in said word or said company or some shit like that right that's it so the jokes write themselves you know taxpayers pay every single salary on capitol hill down to the little podunks town's mayor corporations use politics all the damn time to push their agenda or should i say uh you know politicians they use politicians to push their agenda along with the check so you know so all of this shit is intertwined now if nike came out and said that they were dropping Kaepernick, you know, every bigoted white man over 40 would be flocking to Coles, you know, using his Coles cash for a pair of Nike Air Ring leaders or a pair of Nike initiators 
you know, and uh, this mayor would go out of his way to throw taxpayer money at Nike and would solicit for a Nike outlet down in Kenner. So don't let these politicians fool you with words. You know, break what they saying down. You have to just read those words and you'll see the bullshit. That's why there's power in your vote. That's why we have to stop being so politically immature. Now, I know this town is probably predominantly white, um, but where you live at, you need to get start getting people together and see if they're registered to vote. You know, because it's one thing to complain about politicians and shit like that. Uh, but it's another thing to complain after you done made your vote. You know, after you done cast your vote. You have some weight there, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's all it is, selling hope like dope. You know, just somebody having the audacity to say that, oh, well, I'm not going to let taxpayer dollars go towards this company because of what they're staying. So what the fuck does the, your, the taxpayers in your town, your city, what do they stand for? Because Nike is everything but anti-American. When it comes down to exercising your constitutional rights, there is nothing more American that you can do. And so this is nothing but selling hope like damn dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, my goodness, we're still on this uh this banning Nike ad, so we have to give it to uh, Ozarks College down there in Missouri uh, for banning Nike's uh, uniforms for their volleyball team. So let's go ahead and go through this article uh, that was talking about this. So the uh, women's college volleyball team down there in Missouri, they ended up playing in gray t-shirts with the words Ozark written on the back. And, uh, you know, normally they wear maroon long sleeve jerseys that have a Nike swoosh on it. Um, and they wore Adidas shorts, you know. So uh, the uh, president of the college said, uh, let me see, let me find this man's name. Let's see here. Something Davis, I believe. Uh, Jerry Davis, I'm sorry, Jerry Davis. So he said this. If Nike is ashamed of America, we are ashamed of them. We also believe that those who know what sacrifice is all about are more likely to be wearing a military uniform than an athletic uniform. Nike is free to campaign as it sees fit, as the college is free and honor bound by its missions and goals to ensure that it respects our country and those who truly served and sacrificed. Like I said in the past segment, nothing is more uh, American than exercising your constitutional right. Isn't that what the gun nuts say? You know, when it comes to that Second Amendment, this is an American. I'm an American. I'm an American as apple pie. You know, having a gun is just is just being an American. It's just part of being in America. You know, I'm just exercising my constitutional right. The right to protest is. And this is protesting racial injustice. This was never about the flag. It was never about the troops. And, you know, what's funny is a lot of these bigots, they like to uh, use the military to talk about this, but they never talk about how uh, Kaepernick sat down with the Green Beret and because uh, before he was just sitting down on the bench. You know, Marshawn Lynch do, still does it to this day. He just, you know, Marshawn Lynch don't give two fucks. He just be sitting down on the bench as soon as that anthem starts playing. Uh, but that's what Kaepernick was doing. And then he talked to that Green Beret. He was like, well, you know, at least, you know, for the military's sake, you know, take a knee, you know, for because that's what we do for those who have fallen, uh, you know, and uh, our brothers in arms and things of that sort. So Cap was like, OK, 
I'll just kneel. And that was his way of showing respect to the troops. You know, while he still was getting his message across about, hey, I need to hold America accountable for what the fuck she's doing to the non-white folks, more specifically black folks. What's happening out in these streets with these legal lynchings, etc., etc., the racial inequality, inequality gap, you know, when it comes to wealth. Um, but they don't want to hear that. That's this is how silly racism, white supremacy is. And let me just show you. Let's see. There's another quote. Um, let's see here. Um, give me just a second here, because this college also back in 2017 um they said that they would be forced to walk away from any game if an opponent took a knee sat down or anyway protested the american flag or the national anthem it never was about protesting the flag or the national anthem it's about bringing awareness to racial injustice but they know that but it's like let me keep changing the narrative to get more people on my side to say that they're disrespecting the flag the anthem and the troops that's what it is it's all about this forced patriotism forced patriotism is nothing but fascism and this is uh patriot this is white supremacy disguised as uh, patriotism that's all it is because um let's see here um it's 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 very puzzling uh to me that people still don't get it but i believe that they do get it i know deep down that they get it but this is their excuse to not deal with racial injustice because it's a tough pill to swallow and they can't take seeing a black man kneel while the anthem plays and i said this last week you know it makes them uncomfortable but i mean imagine being non-white in a system of racism white supremacy how uncomfortable that is every day of your damn life and we just saw that a brother just got killed in his own apartment because a cop a killer cop mistake it for her place and so she felt the first thing she needed to do was kill this black man in his own home could you imagine that how uncomfortable that is losing your life in your own home when you haven't done a damn thing right and like i said and i keep on saying i keep on saying that that's the most patriotic thing you can do is exercise your you know your uh, your constitutional rights but we know that going back to the dred scott decision you know no white man is bound to respect you know a, a black man's rights just he's not bound to respect that at all we know that in the Dred Scott decision, and that was a Supreme Court decision, and it never was overturned, and that's the law, that's one of the laws of the land, right? We know that, but I'm having this college hold this L because, uh, you know, what the faculty is doing is they are molding these students' minds to uphold a system of white supremacy. Uh, you know, they're disguising it as patriotism, and I've already broken that down before. And you know what's odd? about education they 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 teach you about uh, uh good old patrick henry you know give me liberty or give me death they teach you about you know uh, george washington you know him and you know being this american revolutionary and you know being the very first president they teach you about the civil war and they teach you all about these white men conquering 
the the savages and, and you know the Native American savages and you know uh, enslaving the Africans you know they're telling a story you know having the white man as king right and they leave out so much that's why the Hidden Colors franchise is so big amongst uh, black folks because it's telling hidden history right and the brother uh, Tariq talks about how he has to go through and to all these different museums and to get these pictures and these artifacts you know to put in the film and he has to lie about why he's doing it like he uh, like he's you know doing a uh like he's doing a, a, a it's for college classes and shit like that because they be kind of reluctant to have him film that shit and stuff like that because the system of racism white supremacy is global it is it's just america north america is the crown jewel of it right and so you know you learn about all these these white men who conquered and do all this stuff and it just teaches you that in the system of racism white supremacy it's do as i say not as i do you know that's that's what it boils down to it's just so silly and goofy they teach you about these revolutionaries and how they uh you know conquered these savage people enslaved some and took the land of others you know to uh become civilized and make a civilization and then you know uh they talk about we're all created equal we all have the same rights and things of that sort but when you see it in play of uh unjust uh things happening and you stand up and speak for it you know then you you know you they turn they try to turn you into you know a pariah you know an uppity negro you know uh, that rebellious negro you know that that boy don't know his place and that's just what it boils down to and so this college is molding these minds of these young folks that's when you really start soaking it up and learning and you know and you start taking different classes to kind of mold and shape who you will be as a human being you know so you start learning about the world you start taking like women's literature classes you start learning about you know in-depth black history you start um you know learning about you know like spanish authors and things like that and uh spanish revolutionaries and um you know uh, you start learning about black folks down in mexico like gaspar yanga and you know and just all these you know all this different shit that you didn't learn in public school so to see a college do some shit like that it just shows that hey we're trying to crank out some bigots you know we're trying to we're trying to uphold this system you know we're trying to hold on as tight as we can but it's not working it is not working at all and uh you know the faculty the staff everybody at that damn college really have to hold this l that's what it boils down to you have to hold this l because it's not going to work like i said was that summer jam screen or uh, selling hope like dope the world is getting darker so they're doing everything in their power to try to you know try to create like um like an apartheid state to create a ruling class of whites over non-whites that's what it's that's what it feels like because you know there's no way that the birth rate is going to keep up especially with these opioids crisis that's just that's sad but that's what's happening you know there's so there's you know the death rate is higher than the birth rate as far as how they're going on the graph you know it's just it is what it is and you know if you believed in justice if you believed in true equality and that this brown man this black woman this asian man you know this hawaiian this polynesian you know uh, this indian woman you know is your is your uh is your equal you know 
10 fingers, 10 toes, breathing the same air as you, as your brother, your sister, you wouldn't have these problems at all. But you created this social hierarchy and now it's crumbling. The empire is crumbling. So doing everything in your power to try to hold it up is not working. So hold the sail. You win. Perfect. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. First things first, we got a shout out to uh, the brother um, John Legend. First one, to, uh, first the youngest to get an EGOT and the first black man, I believe, to get an EGOT. So that's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. So that brother's out here, you know, just all of me giving y'all everything he got. Alright, so shout out to him first things first. But, um, last episode in the g-code i shouted out this police union for standing behind kaepernick so let me go ahead and just read the letter and uh that'll be not all heroes wear capes it'll be this national black police association you know what's crazy to have a black police association because they know how bigoted the police department is right so you got to have a national black police association but let's um go ahead and uh read this letter so it says uh uh, give me just a second. It's addressed to uh, the chairman and CEO of Nike, which is Mark Parker. And it says, "With uh, it is with great dismay that we were made aware of a letter that you received from the National Association of Police Organizations, NAPO, regarding your use of Callan Kaepernick in your new Just Do It advertising campaign. The National Black Police Association, the NBPA, is not in agreement with NAPO on this matter, and we strongly condemn their call for police officers and their families to boycott Nike and its products. Your inclusion of Mr. Kaepernick in your ass seems appropriate to us. We live in a country where the First Amendment is a right of the people. Mr. Kaepernick chose to exercise his right where his passion was on the football field. Uh, NAPO believes that Mr. Kaepernick's choice to openly protest issues surrounding police brutality, racism, and social injustices in the country makes him anti-police. On the contrary, the NBPA believes that Mr. Kaepernick's stance is in direct alignment with what law enforcement stands for, the protection of the people, of the people, the human rights, their dignity, their safety, and their rights as American citizens. NAPO has shown an adeptness at maintaining the police status quo and the tone in their letter further validates Mr. Kaepernick's concerns um, as it undermines the trust that is needed by law enforcement in order for the profession to maintain its legitimacy. Mm. The NAPO has chosen this matter to take a stance only perpetuates the narrative that police are racist with no regard, acknowledgement, respect, or understanding of the issues and concerns of the African-American community. Your quote, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, is also appropriate as it relates to Mr. Kaepernick. For NAPO to presuppose uh, that Mr. Kaepernick has not made sacrifices because he did not die on the battlefield shows you just how out of touch NAPO is with the African-American community. We would like for them to stop their false narrative that you are not worthy of respect unless you are in the military or worked in law enforcement. The beauty of this country are the countless sacrifices that, pe that all people make in their everyday lives. African-American community makes a, a sacrifice each time a life is unjustly lost at the hands of the very people who should protect them. A sacrifice is made each time the criminal justice system treats people of color as less than. A sacrifice is made each time a letter is sent asking officer officers, 
<clears throat> to boycott a corporation without asking those very African, those very African American officers who are most affected what their opinion is. If they had asked the, uh, the National Black Police Association, we would have told them that they are out of line and that the NBPA supports any person or group who exercises their right to peacefully protest against any form of social injustice, including br police brutality and racism. The uh, NPPA, the NBPA, proudly supports Nike and your use of Mr. Kaepernick in your new Just Do It advertising campaign. Truth and upholding the constitutional rights of citizens are cornerstones of leadership and policing. Our mission includes striving constantly to bridge the gap between law enforcement and our communities. We are committed to ensuring, uh, ensuring equity for the community as we work to enhance trust, legitimacy, transparency, and accountability in policing. We will likely be buying and wearing lots of Nike products in the near future. And this is the national chairperson. So best wishes, uh, Sonia Y.W. Pruitt. That's, that whole letter was pretty much like, Nah, black cops, we ain't fucking with that. The National uh, Association of, you know, Police. You know, they're not fucking with NAPO at all. The National Association of Police Organization. They're like, nah, fuck that. We still gonna be out here wearing Nikes. And you probably gonna see black cops out here rocking ACG boots, you know, all goddamn day. So, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them win EGOTs. Or, and some of them are cops who want to stand on the correct side of history and they stand with other folks who are fighting the good fight shout out to y'all all right so moving on to health over wealth last portion of the show and you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth and this quote comes from uh my man steve harvey pretty simple quote but it's very needed in these times in the social media times when everybody's comparing lives and you know, a lot of times people get down looking at people shining and shit like that. And it says, your reality is yours. Stop wasting time looking at someone else's reality while doing nothing about yours. I'm going to say it one more time. Your reality is yours. Stop wasting time looking at someone else's reality while doing nothing about yours. A lot of times we get caught being a, a spectator. Uh, being on the sidelines watching someone's highlight reel and we just sit up and think it's impossible not to do um but stop comparing your life to theirs you know you you do that and you end up being frozen in time and not working on your own goals figure out what you want for yourself and attack 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 it'll always come to you you got to be about that action. That's what you really have to be about. You know, log off of uh, Instagram, shut down Facebook, delete Twitter. You know, just work on you. Work on you. That is the best thing that you could do is work on you and prove on yourself. Become the best you that you can be. Nobody can do what you do. You remember that. And don't let anyone put their limitations on you. All right. So this has been episode 136 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. So please stay tuned for another G-Code lesson for my fellas out there. And ladies, y'all can listen to. Y'all might soak up some game too. Uh, but those are just rules and regulations and, you know, just the uh, laws that I've, you know, come and you've le I've learned over the years from, you know, OGs and my family and from around the way. So uh, stay tuned. And as always, you know, I love y'all. One.
Welcome to the G Code. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums and myself, for that lovely, lovely G Code intro. So, this uh, G Code lesson came to me. Man, I learned this early. I learned this early. Um, back when I was, ooh. What did I learn? It probably it was probably about I was damn near a senior in high school, so I, it was about 16, 17. I learned this one, uh, just kind of analyzing the cats that I grew up around with and around the way. Uh, anybody that knows me knew that how I grew up, and I was just all always had a basketball with me, and I would be hooping and. Uh, I lived in the Crypt territory. I would be out hooping in Blood territory. I'd be over in the the YMCA, them South family niggas, you know, them blacks and Mexicans and Bloods down there. I'd be out there hooping with them and just all over. I love I love the game of basketball, and um, you know, but I but what I've always saw was how the niggas, uh, you know, black or brown, respected their women you know to the point where they would fuck somebody up over their lady you know and 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 just the characters of these women would make you you know judge them you know what i'm saying but you know like i said i learned this kind of early on in life and it was you know always dismiss a woman's past you know unless she was out here you know setting folks up to be robbed and killed you know what I'm saying? Don't and this is mainly don't judge her on her sexual exploits. You know, she was she's with you now and that's all that matters. You know, so that's that I learned that early on and um you know, just doing some of the shit I did with my homeboys, you know, with different chicks and things like that. Uh we never never me and my squad never shunned a woman or you know, made her feel bad about it and you know, I think I talked about this on Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. You know, you don't do shit like that because you might not get a chance to do it again. You know what I'm saying? Just different, you know, just freaky deaky shit. You know, not to get too X-rated, but, you know, it's just one of them things where society, you know, wants women to be, you know, a slut, nasty in the bedroom, but she got to be a virgin at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Just weirdo shit like that. So you see a lot of that logic online, you know, like I said, you know, some of y'all, you know, want to freak in the bedroom, but she got to be a virgin. It's like, nigga, so you about to sit up there and coach her, you know, the first few times y'all have sex on how you like to be pleased. You know how time consuming and boring that is. You know what I'm saying? You ever got, you know, got some head from somebody that, you know, from a chick that don't know what the fuck she doing. You know what I'm saying? And I know ladies feel the same damn way. You know, they done had a fella down there, you know, trying to bite the damn clitoris off or he, you know, sucking on a pussy lip or some shit like that. And you just like, what, what the fuck is this weirdo doing? You know what I'm saying? Or he just down there licking your inner thigh the whole time because <laughs> he's scared to really get in there. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's frustrating to deal with somebody in the bedroom who is not experienced and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing right and you know so i'm gonna tell the lady you know just show me what you learned in college you know what i'm saying and i'll show you what i learned when i was dating half a lesbian you know what i'm saying you know i put young and made a shame when it comes to rocking the boat so show me how you rock the mic you know what i'm saying you know i don't care who has had the woman i'm with before me 
you know, I don't ask any questions about her past, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Any chick that I've dated, I don't give a fuck about your past. I don't because you're here with me right now. You know what I'm saying? Only issue I'm going to have if you out here, you know, hanging out with your ex and shit like that. And every fella and every woman, you should have an issue with that, too. You know, especially if ain't no child involved. You know, you should have an issue with that because, you know, there could be some old feelings there. and You never know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And that trust could be broken easily if they're still frolicking and running around with their ex, you know. But like I said, I don't care who has had the woman I'm with before me. I'm with her now. And if she's loyal to me, you know, I don't have any problems about a nigga reminiscing on what I got now. You know, you had it. You got mad at it, you know, and thought you didn't want it anymore. Now you see she's with a real one and she's upgraded. Now you at home beating your meat, thinking about the time that you knocked her down on your grandmama's couch when your grandmama was out playing bingo. You know what I'm saying? You thinking about that. You know, they're beating your meat, thinking about that shit. You're like, damn, she was looking good to the motherfucker with that fucking bum-ass nigga. But, you know, she didn't upgrade it and everything. She just looking fly as fuck with some, some with a real one. And you just like, fuck, I'm fucked up in the game out here. And you still do out here doing dusty nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, what did Pusha T tell Drake? What advice did he give him? He said, love that baby, respect that girl, forget she's a porn star, let her be your world. Ugh. That's what he told him. That's that's some real shit. That's some real shit. And I think that's just how I grew up, you know, different, because that's how niggas I knew treated their women like they was their world. You know what I'm saying? Hardest niggas on the planet, but they ladies come around. They still hard, but that's yo. Y'all need to chill with all that that talking shit and saying bitch and all this other shit. Y'all, hey, chill. Just, you know, we were some females. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though that's almost as disrespectful as saying bitch. <laughs> you know? He'd be like, hey, we around some females. You know, hey, chill on that shit. <laughs> But like I said, they treated them like they world, and these women could be like a loudmouth hood rat. It could have been an ex stripper, you know, the stripper that worked at Sherry's. That's how she was putting, you know, food on her table. You know, there was it could be the neighborhood booster. You know, the ex street walker on you know North Twenty Fourth. You know, that was on the whole stroll down there on Twenty Fourth. You know, between coming and Lake. You know what I'm saying? Or even further, going damn near down to Ames. You know what I'm saying? It's just. You know, it's one of them things where you just like, yo, you in love with this. That's how you're thinking as a child. You just like, you know, here I am, 16, 17. I'm like, really? Like, my nigga, you tripping off of this? Like, you, you, you simping like this? But that was their world. You know what I'm saying? That's who they vibed with. You know, and they weren't judging that woman. You know what I'm saying? Not shaming them at all. And um. You know, so all you see right now on social media is body count talk, you know, and I'm going to tell you this straight up. Don't pass up your soulmate, you know, because some cute dogs that ran a train on her like seven years ago when she was like a freshman in college. You know what I'm saying? Just, you, hey, you know, let that shit go. You know, a lot of times women be scared to tell their soulmates or their husbands or their boyfriends their fantasies and shit that they've done because they're scared of being judged. You know what I'm saying? If if you free sexually with your partner, you know what I'm saying? And not being judged, man, your bedroom going to be off the goddamn chain. You know what I'm saying? Your love life is going to be off the goddamn chain. 
You know what I'm saying? Your lady gonna be performing like a damn porn star for you. For you. You know what I'm saying? But you can't be out here just judging your lady and making her feel bad about what she likes. You cannot do that. You have to be just when it comes to the bedroom maybe it's just a scorpio in me but you know it's just free loving just that nasty love you know what i'm saying it's just but ain't nobody judging nobody and ain't nobody feeling ashamed after they done got you know they two or three orgasms you know what i'm saying just depending on how long y'all got nobody's just sitting up there like oh did we really do that we did it we gonna fucking do it again you know what i'm saying because i love you you love me i fucks with you you fucks with me heavy you know what i'm saying that's just what it breaks down to but maybe that's just my street nigga thinking and um but that's all you see you know what i'm saying and uh i mean you have to, fellas look in the mirror look at your past you know quit judging women women for their past exploits because i know of some niggas out here that, that i know personally that i didn't you know caught in a parking lot knocking down you know some whales some meth mouth whales you know what i'm saying so you know stop judging stop judging you have to you know what i'm saying don't don't be a fucking fool though i'm telling you don't be a fucking fool though you know if she breaks your trust then that's when you charge her to the game you know and keep it pushing you know a lot of times be like oh it ain't that easy to charge her to the game yeah you're gonna be a little sad and shit like that but you know you get through that shit you work through that shit and a lot of times how you get through a breakup is you start working out start hanging out with your friends and you start going out you need that time to reflect and see what was wrong you know what i'm saying if she breaks your trust you know by sleeping with somebody else or you know what i'm saying bringing something home that got your dick leaking or something like that then it's just like yo what, what you out here doing you know i gotta charge you to the game you know go on get your shit and get the fuck on out we're through you see what i'm saying and you know i'm you know i ain't one to be like oh i'm gonna give you another chance and shit like that you know i'm pretty cold-blooded cold-hearted and cold-blooded but hey you know if y'all want to work that shit out go and work that shit out but it's always gonna be in the back of your mind you know that's how men think it's always gonna be in the back of your mind like okay who she out here with who she out here fucking yada 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 busting it wide open so don't be a fucking fool all right you know what i'm saying but i'm saying do not judge a woman on her past sexual exploits and what she likes to do in the bedroom because a lot of y'all are some suckers you know what i'm saying just you know how many men have you slept with and da 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 and she has to lie about the number and of course she's gonna lie about it on the first you know first date or some shit but what the fuck you asking her that on the first day how, how many dicks you was taking you know what i'm saying what's your body count you know and shit like that and she tells you something like three and you're like oh this bitch a hoe you know what i'm saying and you sitting up here and you done knocked down about 175 of them you know what i'm saying and you done been to the clinic you know about 17 18 times you know what I'm saying? But you up here, you know, judging this person. So you just have to stop. Grow the fuck up. Man up. But don't be a fucking fool. You know what I'm saying? Dismiss her past. You know, especially the sexual exploits and things like that. But don't dismiss if she does some shady shit like set a nigga up to get robbed or killed or some shit like that. That's something that, hey, that's a red flag right there. Oh, oh, we are fucking done. You know what I'm saying? Because it's that that trust issue right there because you know a, a woman like that will put it on you have you knocked out you know from putting that thing on you next thing you know you got four niggas up in your crib a couple with a shotgun and a couple of them with pistols and they running in your safe all right so that's been this lesson of the g code always dismissing women's past unless she was out here setting folks up to be robbed or killed and dismiss them sexual exploits all right 
Nothing but love and respect for y'all out there. I will see y'all next week. One.